You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And good morning, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's live call-in show, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Uh, the key words there are call-in show. Three words, call-in show. We want to hear from you. We have a couple of ways to do it. Number one, probably the best way, the way I'm on right now, is go on to Pet Life Radio, click on the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab, and if you kind of scroll down, you will see a Google Hangouts link. And it's really cool because we can see you here live. If you have, I'm sure you have a camera hooked up to your laptop or your phone, you can actually, we can see you, you can see us and you can show us your dog or your cat or your bird or whatever. And what we can, we can talk pets. So that's one easy way. The next way is to give us a call toll free. And that number is 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882. And lastly, you know, which is really when you think about it, become the slow way is to actually send me an email while we're live. And that is Dr. Jeff, Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com. And um, it will be forwarded to me live on air, real time. And we can go ahead and uh, talk about pets, whatever you want. That's why I'm here is to help you understand better, to give you some suggestions. You know, it's, it's funny, I get stopped all the time. You know, I've had friends before, veterinarians that sitting on a plane, and, and this is only because it's just happened uh, while I was going to the Global Pet Expo. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And some of my veterinary friends don't like to tell anybody that they are veterinarians. And the reason is quite simple, because when you do tell somebody that you're a veterinarian, it's, oh my God, can I ask you a question? And I get that all the time. And I actually enjoy it. I love it. I love talking pets. Obviously, that's why I'm here. And just it helps people. Anything that I can do to sort of enhance that bond, that relationship between pets and their people uh, makes me happy. Uh, that's been my goal. Uh, it's been, you know, close to uh, almost the end of my 33rd year in practice come, you know, June. And, uh, and, and that's, that's what it's all about. So I, don't, I never understood why people that if they really love this and they went into this for the right reasons, why they wouldn't want to talk about it all the time. So anyway, to each his own, as I say. So as I mentioned, just got back from the Global Pet Expo in Orlando, Florida. You know, it's weird. This time of year is a very difficult time for veterinarians, period, let alone veterinarians who also have a presence or work in the pet industry because we had the North American Veterinary Conference that was usually in the middle of January, but it was the first week of February, Super Bowl weekend. How crazy is that? And that was in Orlando. And then everybody kind of heads west to Las Vegas for the Western Veterinary Conference. Those two conferences are probably the largest in the world. I mean, they're getting upwards of 17,000 people or more when you think about the veterinarians, the technicians, the practice managers, the, the exhibitors, uh, the speakers, the families that come along with all these people. Interestingly, that's why the North American Veterinary Conference used to split. First of all, it was at a, is it one hotel and the Marriott World Center and then as they grew, they expanded to a second hotel with shuttles going tough because the speaking, the lecture halls were in different places. You had 10 minutes, if that, to run between one hotel and the other. So you're always late for the, the, the next lecture. And it was tough for the exhibitors because some people really wanted to just go to the main exhibit hall, which was in one hotel, and the smaller exhibit hall, another hotel. It was tough. So they finally moved this year to the Orlando Convention Center, which is a giant. And that's a convention center. 
that we just uh, came from for the Global Pet Expo. And um, in Vegas, there's a, plenty of room for the convention. They're giving us more and more space, but it's tough to get all the people staying in one place. And that's the problem they're going to have now in Orlando because there's no one hotel or even two or even three that can handle everybody. So they're spread out all over the place with shuttle buses. So it gets a little complicated, but it's at least nice that the convention itself and the exhibit hall itself is all in one place. So Global Pet Expo is used every March, and it is quite, quite a sight. It's huge. It's even bigger as far as the exhibit hall and the space and the exhibitors. It's bigger than both veterinary conferences. Well, not obviously both combined, but both of them individually. And um, I mean, you need at least at least one day, uh, if not, they're usually three days. You need probably at least one and a half to two of them just to see all the booths. And I just mean, I don't mean walk by. I mean, actually visit the booth, see what's going on. And, you know, there are so many trends that are, are happening in this arena right now. It's insane. And uh, it's very impressive, actually, that the, these companies are always trying to innovate, to trying to do, you know, kind of one upsmanship, something that someone's added something. Sometimes it's about reinventing that better wheel. You know what I mean? It, it's good. The old one was fine, but we can make it better. There's also a lot of automation that I'm seeing, things that are actually helpful. But, you know, the new generation, the millennials, they like to do a little bit of everything, right? Everything is on their phone. Ask them a question, right out, out comes the phone. They want to pay by their phone. They want to do their banking by their phone. They want to order everything by their phone. They don't want to leave and uh, their their homes or their what or their their desks or whatever and um you know so when they get home at night everything that they wanted is already there it's rather remarkable so there's a lot of technology going into things that you wouldn't really think technology had a place i give you one such example they obviously we've talked many times about obesity obesity being the number one nutritional disease affecting our pets and it's just not a, an unimportant disease. It's a hugely important disease because obesity leads to so many other problems from joint and motion locomotor to cardiovascular, that's a heart and vasculature and respiratory disease, increased incidence of cancer, increase in, I mean, increased incidence of diabetes, especially in cats. It is really something to be reckoned with. And, um, and yet, I don't know, roughly 54% of dogs and 59% of the cats are obese with all the things, or I should say overweight or obese. Overweight is usually upwards of 25% above their optimal body weight. You get above 30%, then you're looking, you're talking obese. And yet, as much as we talk about it, as much as colleagues of mine talk about it, there's a great website that is sort of created and managed by a very good friend and colleague of mine, Dr. Ernie Ward. And it's PetObesityPrevention.com. That's PetObesityPrevention.com, where it can help you so much with some issues that your pets are having with their obesity or, or just being overweight. So what's fascinating, there are a number of food bowls out there. And this is really cool that, again, they're linked up through Bluetooth to your phone. You can manage. You can actually, one of them has like the bowl itself has a scale, like a, it's a base that is weighing the food. So once it is determined with the bowl, you can determine how much, what is the ideal weight for your dog and how much your pet should be eating. You can divide that into two or three meals and the bowl will automatically tell you when that is met, that food is met, the caloric content. And then you stop filling the bowl. It tells you when the bowl is empty. If, for example, you fed your pet and then your spouse comes home and isn't sure whether or not the pet was fed because the bowl is empty. So he or she starts putting food in the bowl and immediately the light goes on saying, uh-uh, 
dog's already eaten. So you don't even have to talk to each other. Everything is done automatically. It alerts you based on the bag that you start. When you, this is all input into your phone. So then when the bag, let's say we started as a 17 and a half pound bag, and it knows how much it's getting every, every meal times two or three every day, it is doing the subtraction for you daily. So when you're getting down to that towards the end of the bag, it's going to alert you. Now it's time to buy a new bag. And you can actually link it to some of these places that do the ordering and it'll order the bag for you. So you'll never run out of food. It's going to be there all the time. So it's really cool. And of course, there are you know, a couple of others that are like it. Some have some minor differences, but the idea is that's how technological the industry has become. There's also a new tag that I really like. And it had some beta testing in San Francisco area to a huge success. And Basically, it is a little ID tag. It's a, it's a device that goes onto the collar. It's either um, a medallion type for a dog or the type that, that loops through a collar, which is a little smaller for a cat. And of course, a small dog can use that one too. And basically, uh, your network, of, uh, it's like Waze. It works just like Waze. The more people on it, the more they can be alerted. So if your dog is lost or your cat is lost, whenever it gets out of about a 600-foot radius from your property, then all these other people within 600 feet of there will get an alert that this pet is within the property. And I mean, your dog's not going to travel 200 miles. I mean, let's face it. So it's all within an area and it's building as more and more people get the app, more and more people will be alerted, even people you don't know. And you can also input your entire phone, your contact list. So people that don't even have pets will download the app. So before you know it, Everybody talks to everybody. Whenever there's a pet that's missing, you'll get an alert. And here's the beauty of it. It does not cost $99, like one of the least expensive GPS devices. It is $14.95. That's amazing. And because it's not GPS, there's no monthly subscription fee, nothing to keep it going. The battery, instead of having to be recharged twice a week, as with a GPS device, this runs on a, uh, a watch battery that's good for six months. It's amazing. All you have to do is go on because it's working via Bluetooth like Waze. So you can know what your dog is doing. If the dog is supposed to be exercised and you know your dog walker takes a dog on a certain path, you can just go onto your app and you can follow your dog and make sure oh, he's not sitting in one spot, meaning that the dog walker instead of become a dog sitter and he's sitting in a park bench instead of walking the dog, you'll know because you'll see the activity. It's kind of like when you call Uber right? And they connect you to your driver. And then you can actually go on to your app and you can watch, you can actually see your car that the Uber car that you've ordered is coming. And you can see it moving. You can see it going through streets and traffic. It's the same principle. It's absolutely amazing. And what I like about it is it's so, you know, you couldn't buy a tag where they also have a, a little thing that you can, for $9 or $10, you can get an engraved ID tag that snaps into the back of this device. So you're looking at a, a total of 10 bucks if you want the whole package, 15 bucks for the pet tag, and then for the identification tag that will fit in another 10 bucks, 25 bucks. You can order a really cool medallion engraved ID tag for much less than that, and you're getting a finder at the same time. So that's a really cool device. I'm going to actually have a guest on to talk all about it and how it came about because I think that was fascinating. That was I just thought it was great. We are, believe it or not, at our halfway point. I do want to, of course, mention our sponsors who are letting me be here with you today. Provecto, one of the, the best flea products, flea and tick actually, good for 12 weeks. I love it. Safe, tasty. It's a nice, tasty chew and very, very effective. Uh, of course, Save This Life, 
Microchip, speaking of microchips, also runs a similar principle by helping through using Google Map technology. Uh, you can Google every pet as every microchip has a number that comes along with it. They create a Google account and you can again follow and track your pet via Google. And of course, Kong Veterinary Products, raising awareness of animal welfare through the arts. They come up with fantastic, innovative products for both your pets and to make your lives with your pets easier. So anyway, we'll be back after these short words. Do not go. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. As a dog, I know a lot about fleas and ticks. So trust me when I say no other tasty chew protects dogs as long as Brevecto. One Brevecto chew keeps fleas and ticks away for up to 12 weeks. Be a good human and ask your vet about Brevecto. Brevecto may cause vomiting. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber. Here, your host at Pet Life Radio is Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and we're talking about some just having my uh, just having come back from the Global Pet Expo in Orlando, and it's amazing. It amazes me all the time, and you know, it's interesting from from a veterinary standpoint is how huge the pet industry is, and most veterinarians have no clue. There, I think uh, at this show I saw well, all colleagues of mine, Dr. Marty Becker. Dr. Ernie Ward was there doing his obesity and with working with one of the companies that created that food bowl we just talked about, Dr. Danny McBeatie. So there are a number of us that usually attend who sort of cross that line between the pet world and the vet world. And it's a line that really needs to be crossed because we need to understand better what's going on and what type of marketing is being done to you, the pet parent, the pet owner, the pet caretaker. I always say, pick your poison. When I talk about these, the terminology, some people don't like to use the word parents. Some don't like to use the word owner, because as we know, they usually own us. Caretaker, eh, it's a little dry. I'm okay with parent. You know, it's funny. The reason why they don't like parent, and I never get it, is that they're worried that if we refer to ourselves as pet parents, then that changes the obligations we have to our pets. Uh, right now, a pet in most states is considered property, meaning no different than your TV set, your, your washer and dryer, your refrigerator. So if, for example, if you took your shirt into a dry cleaner and they completely ruined your shirt, what is their obligation? Well, their obligation 
is just to replace your shirt. And if there was a bill associated with what they were supposed to do, they either have to you know, take care of it. But you can't collect or sue for emotional distress because they ruined your shirt. Even if it was your great, great, great grandmother's shirt and it's been in the, in the family for 600 years, it doesn't make a difference. And I think the fear by many, including insurance companies, is that if we refer legally as our pets, as our children, our four-legged kids, then is that going to change the relationship from a legal standpoint of what and what our obligations are? Do we have to provide by law a certain amount of care or a certain type of food? Or in other words, at what point is the authorities, legal authorities, going to step in and tell us what we should be doing with our pets and for our pets? And um, to me, I think we should be doing the best anyway. So I don't think it's a, I think it's a no-brainer. But uh, I think there are too many organizations and groups that are worried about it. So I'm a pet parent. I, I take care of my pets. I got lots of them. And, you know, they like, like my kids or, or when my kids were younger, like my grandchildren now. And if they want to, you know, chill out with us and sleep in the bed with us, that's fine. You know, it's the, the relationship is great. I, I'm as worried about them. And the truth, really the truth. How many of you out there that have said, oh, my God, I take better care of my pets than I did of my kids? And I hear it all the time when people come to my office, always commenting, they're more worried about their pets than they are their kids. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, but you hear it about it all the time. Speaking of that, there are some toys, by the way, that are becoming more and more, not just pet friendly, but first of all, that are have behavior characteristic traits to improve your pet's behavior as much as they do to occupy. Because as we know that the many, many pets are, I would say, have a fear of being left alone. They develop an anxiety or stress. We call it separation anxiety. And they become destructive. So the more we can do to minimize the pet's negative, destructive behavior, the better off we'll be. So a lot of the toys that are being made now are actually meant to maintain the pet's attention way more and also to take the responsibility away from you of having to praise and treat your pet. They get their own reward, their own satisfaction, their own reinforcement just from playing with a toy. And that's really cool. Speaking of which, one thing that I've been working with and I was at the show, it is a really, really, really cool device called Comms. Again, we're going to have um, one of the Comms representatives on with me to talk about this, to talk about the research. But basically what it is, it's a kind of a harness, a vest slash harness that wraps on the dog. It has a little device that sits on top of the back of the dog. It's uh, right ideally between the, the third and fifth thoracic vertebrae. And what it does, it delivers a couple of things. Number one, a tone called a C note. You ever, you ever like play or, or see a tuning fork? You bang it and you put it up on your ear and you're hearing the tone, but you can also feel it. You can feel it going down your, your hands, your arm. So that is the, the, the principle. Not only that, we know for sure, and it's been studied extensively, that dogs and cats respond to certain types of music. So what this does is it's basically Beethoven's fur release. It's a little modified version, but that's playing as well. Plus the C note, plus which is about 128 hertz, plus the, the vibration of this device right over an acupressure point on the back. And the combination of these three stimuli is stimulating the vestibular sensory system, right? The peripheral nerves as well from the back and feeling the vibration. It's, they call it something like neurosync technology. Well studied and it acts to actually calm 
the dogs down. And it's great. And you can set it. It's really cool. You can, you can set it to whether you want a strong intensity or softer intensity duration. Once it's on, do you want it to go for five minutes, eight minutes, 18 minutes? And then what they call repeatability. So it continues to cycle in your absence. It can repeat like every half hour or whatever. So it's really, really amazing. It's not that expensive. And when you think, when you think about what people spend, first of all, when there's destructive behavior on repairing destructive behavior, when you think about the medication and when, when these pets are on medication, they need to be tested at least every six months to make sure that the medication is, doesn't have any entor effects on the body physiology. So you're checking the liver, the kidneys, et cetera, the visits to the veterinarian. So if you factor all of this in, you're going to be spending way more than I think the $129 you're going to spend for this device called the Calm, C-A-L-M-Z. Look it up. It's really, really fascinating. And the results in the, um, I mentioned they did a, uh, some beta testing on this one as well. Of course, they gave a thousand units away to people and they were rated by the actual pet parent and also by the veterinarians. There was like an 86% favorable rating by pet owners and including uh, veterinarians, 91% by the veterinarians and veterinarians say 91% said that they would recommend it to their clients that are having problems with, if their pets are having problems with anxiety. So check it out. You can go online, read about it. As I said, coming up in the next, who knows, uh, hopefully not too far distant future, we are going to have one of the comms representatives. We're going to talk about the science, how this fascinating stuff works, why it works, and why it's so beneficial for your pets. And also, equally as important from my perspective, which we'll talk about, is what are the physiologic ramifications of stress, fear, and anxiety on our pets? It's huge. So anyway, good to be here with you. Once again, I want to thank our sponsors, Provecto, Save This Life Microchip, KVP Kong Veterinary Products, and More Than a Cone Events, raising awareness of animal welfare through the arts. And um, we will um, not be here. I will not be here live next week, but we will certainly be here the week after that. So looking forward to visiting with you. By the way, if there are any questions you have or are there anything you want to talk about, Anything going on right now with your pet that you would like some input. And that input that you don't have to pay for. Free advice, free guidance. Send me an email to drjeff.drjeff at petliferadio.com. With your permission, we will actually talk about the problem as well, without mentioning names, of course. Um, And we will help you because every time when when you have a problem with your pet, I guarantee 100% there are other people out there, other listeners having the same problem. So everybody can learn from everybody else. And that's what I love to do. So don't go away. Well, go away for now. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll be back live in two weeks. But we're on next week. We're going to play a, uh, a, a show. And um, I guarantee, hopefully, hopefully I should say, you're going to learn something. I know you will. All right. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you soon. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.